There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? It's the Cranky's Odyssey. We're looking at the Cranky's autobiography, Fan Dabby Dozy, our amazing true story. It is amazing, and I'm led to believe it's all true as well. Um, I think this might be the last episode. I think um, maybe we could have peaked last week with their sexploits that we covered. Um, but there's a little bit more, I think. For example, the, um, the occasion when uh, they were stalked. Uh, chapter 15 which they've uh, wittily entitled Look Who's Stalking um, I don't think they're taking the whole stalking thing very seriously it's a serious business lots yeah. of people end up in prison these days for stalking people you ever been stalked Andy? I don't think so but you never know do you? I might have been stalked right now you don't know yeah yeah. exactly you just don't know I might know. be stalking you you might be stalking <laughs> me We'd just, you know no, we're stalking really each other. In, we're stalking each other in plain sight. Yeah. Um, from I've been. St- I tell you what, I have been doing. I've been stalking my daughter because I've been um, connect. I've been. I connected my um, my phone to. I connected her phone to my phone so I can um, monitor her location. Right. Yeah. But I. I must admit, I have been abusing the technology as well. Um, oh because, you know, look, when she first started going out with her mates at the weekend or whatever, for me, I wanted to be able to know where she was in case I need to go and get her or whatever. Yeah, it was peace of mind. And it wasn't like she didn't know. She knew. And mm. she agreed to it. But so now if she's out, out and about, I'll keep an eye, maybe. Oh, where, where is she? I wonder if she's nearly home yet or whatever, you know. So I think that's legit. And she's complicit in that. But... Um, you know, sometimes I've been looking at it at other times where it's not necessarily part of the agreement. The other day I used it for good, right? Because right. her and my good wife were out somewhere. I think they were looking at they were looking at sixth form college, right? She started sixth form next year, and and my wife had left me with um, with the request to get some dinner mm. either ready for when they got back or just make something that they could help themselves to, you know. Um, yeah. So I said, okay. And then, so in the end, right, there wasn't much in the house and I decided to have a classic oven chips, fried egg and beans dinner, right? <sighs> but that's not something yeah. you can make and serve up in advance or just leave on the hob. It needs to be served up fresh, doesn't it? Of course, yeah. 
So the timing, and she was coming from quite a long way away to Sixthorn College. So I thought the timings are really essential for this to be a decent meal. So Mm. I, I, I abused the monitoring app and I, and I had it. I'm not, I'm not kidding, Andy. I had the phone with the app open next to the cooker. I was warming the beans. I was monitoring the chips in the oven, right? Yeah. I thought the chips are going to have to, they're not going to be here when chips are ready, so I turned the heat down, right? Mm. Oven chips can always benefit from an extra few minutes anyway, can't they? Yeah, but slow cooking. Yeah. Right, slow cook those. But it was the eggs frying. You can't fuck around with that, can you? The eggs fry when no, they fry, you've and you've got to eat them yeah, pretty sharpish afterwards. Yeah. So I watched the little dot that represented her, who was in our mm-hmm. car, coming down the road, down the road, down the road. And when I saw that they were just around the corner, the oil was already heated. Bang! Crack the egg in the pan. Crack the egg in the pan. Fry, 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 fry. When they came through the door, I made sure, right, I'd watch that closely, that I had in each arm a plate of chips, eggs and beans. (laughs) And they came through the door and I was like, evening, ladies. (laughs) And they were like, but how did you know? And I just said, I, I remained quiet. They worked out in the end, but I thought that was pretty good. So that's an example of what I call it positive stalking. Do you feel as though that might be a kind of betrayal of trust, though? Yeah, yeah. Do you, will she think twice now about the app and the use of But I don't know if she can disconnect. I don't know if she, right. she has the ability to do that. Unless she just, like, starts, she gets rid of that phone and starts using burners. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking that. Does she keep a diary? Do you read that as well? No, look, the bit, no, come on. It's like, basically, what I'll do is, right, I said it's for when you're out. And she said, yeah, that's fine. That makes sense. Get it right as well. Half the time on a Friday night, I go and fucking pick her up, right? So you need to know where she is, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a good right. thing. So she, she's cool with that. But, you know, what I'm saying is, is that, okay, Sometimes, like, well, there was that time, but I was doing it for good. And sometimes it's like, if she's on her way home from school, right, Mm. I'll be like, I wonder when she's going to be home. But it'll be for a good reason. Sometimes it's like, you know, I wonder if I'll use the large pot of tea because she'll be home and I'll need an extra cup for her. Or it's just going to be me and the lad. So I'll just get the two two cupper out, right? And then while I'm making these decisions, I'll be like, I'll check the app. Oh, yeah, she'll be home by the time this is brewed. I'll get the bigger pot out. <laughs> I don't think that's that bad. No, it's not, I guess. What's the app called again? It's just find my iPhone. that You have them on all, oh, on all, on all yeah. iPhones, but you can connect your yeah. family's iPhones to it. Oh, right, okay. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, you can you can connect okay. family's iPhones. One of my brothers has it, and the whole family, all four of them, right, are all on a shared tracking thing they can all see each other at all times all the time but the funny thing is they've had it for years right because i think they did it in the same thing when his daughters were young and they're going out so okay this is a good thing but now then his daughters went to uni so one's up north somewhere and the other one she's been to uni and graduated and so now it's effectively an adult in the adult world but they're all still, all four of them, <laughs> mum, dad and two kids, all on on each other's phones at all time. And I think that can get a bit say. spooky. Like, I tell you yeah. this much, I don't want to be fucking tracked, right? Yeah, that's what I'm Because I'm a free man of the now. land. 
And I will tell you, right, I've got nothing to hide as such, but I sometimes need to get out and about, right, and go mm. a little bit straight. Not fully straight, mm. but just... And I don't do it often, but sometimes I just want to go... Sometimes I'll go out, mate, and I'll take my laptop. I'll go out in a day and I'll have a coffee, right? And I'll, you know, do a bit of wandering, a bit of walking about. Do you know mm. what I mean? I don't, no, you're right. I, 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 I think that's good for my mental health and I, for my sense yeah. of personal freedom. It's Yeah, it's not good for your mental health to know that you're kind of tied to this tracking app the whole time and nah. that you can be nah. watched and monitored. Yeah, like not you're saying a character that any, anything in some... towards going on, but nah. you need to just know that you're you're free from the shackles of electronic devices. Yeah, I need to be at one with nature sometimes. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I need to go and have. A, shit. I need to have my nature time. Sometimes you need a shit in the woods. Sometimes I do. I don't need oh, an yeah. alert going off on my wife's phone saying, "Sam is shitting in the woods." Alert! Again. Alert! He is shitting in the woods, like you explicitly told him not to. Oh. That's where we're headed, though. That's where we're headed. Sometimes you just got to do things yourself. Like, I'll tell you this now, right? I'm whispering because my good wife is uh, in the house. Okay. I'm in the Vita. But I tell yeah. you, right, just before... Whisper, whispering into this podcast, which will be publicly yeah, available. She doesn't fucking listen, does she? <laughs> I, uh, How do you know? I uh, Unless she's got mates who listen and report back maybe to she, her. Yeah, maybe she's stalking you. Via the podcast. No way. My wife, whatever the opposite of stalking is, that's what my wife does to me. She avoids me, if anything. <laughs> put, put as much distance between you as she can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to avoid all, all not just me, but my output. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, um, no, I put the heating on in the Vita Modular, and I know right. at times like this that sounds pretty damn extravagant, right? But I was, I'm fucking cold, and I'm not going to be in there all day. And I just don't want to. If I'm if I'm cold when I'm podding, if I'm freezing, I was feeling a bit freezing, Andy. And if I'm freezing, I can't concentrate on my podding properly. Do you know what I mean? No. Because I'm no, thinking, I mean, yeah. oh, I hope this is over soon, so I can go in and yeah, wrap up in a blanket. There's a correct podding temperature, isn't it? There is. It's like um, it's like it's like the baby bear, not too hot, not too cold. And I've been searching for that temperature all year because the summer, the conditions in the Vita Modular over summer were borderline unbearable. It was that hot. And, yeah. and that was worse. Like, the heat was much worse than the cold. But, yeah, I put the heater on. But I don't want my wife to know that because we've kind of got an agreement, like everyone up and down the land now, to be a little bit extra careful about energy usage at the yeah. moment, right? Sensible. Just be sensible. But I don't think that she would... I think she would frown upon daytime Vita modular heating. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Best I know I know you wouldn't agree with it. I know instinctively that you think that this is yet another outrageous indulgence by Delaney. Well, I mean, you can tell by looking at me first. I know, right you now. just look fucking... Look at him, fucking classic southerner, sat down there like he thinks he's the king of Siam with his fucking heating on. <laughs> get another layer on, mate. Get a pair of fingerless gloves. Something like just that. so you know, listener, Andy, as always, is currently shirtless. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> I would Bermuda shorts and nothing else. <laughs> yeah. I got a fe- I got a fella yesterday afternoon to um, examine the mm. exterior wall of my house because yeah. I was thinking of getting uh, cavity wall insulation put in. Right. So how, what is that exactly? 
Well, if you, your wall, if you've got a cavity wall, which is where you've got two, like, uh, layers of bricks and a cavity in between. Yeah, if you put fill um, that up with you what? You get it stuffed full of... Cotton wool. Cotton wool or whatever. Mm. Whatever the stuff is they stuff it with now. Blamange. And it, it retains the heat. And when I bought the house, the uh, the surveyor said um, there there is no cavity wall insulation. It has a low EPC, I think, energy, ah. whatever it is. Uh, so I got the fella out, mm. and the exterior of the wall is kind of rendered. So right. you can't see the brickwork. So what you had to do was to drill into the brickwork oh. to see if there's a cavity. <laughs> this must and have been a great the cavity. Day. This must well, have been well, great. It would have been great and would have been easier if the brickwork was visible because then you can just drill into the, mm. uh, what's it called? The fucking bit in between the bricks, the cement. Yeah, the grouting. Forgot the grouting, yeah, we'll call it that. He could have just drilled into that really easily, but he didn't know what he was drilling into because of the no. rendering. So did he scrape so, off a bit of render? Nah, no, I wouldn't allow that. He no. just had a drill and hope for the best, so it took him about 30 minutes. To find a good spot. Because he had to drill through an entire brick basically <laughs> what a laugh. Uh, what, so he must have had a tremendously minutes. long and powerful bit well he went through two drill bits mm. which were ruined he went through Seriously? one rechargeable battery pack to get through this did you brick. notice what brand his drill was mate Devault. of course it was a fucking pro that's how you knew when he turned up that when he got out the Devout you thought I've hired the right <laughs> yeah, fella this here. is good he knows what he's doing. Right here. Yeah. So he finally gets through the brick. Um, oh, yeah, he was trying to get through, and he couldn't get through the brick, and he ended up ringing his boss. He had to take pictures of the exterior of the wall um, and the hole and everything, because he thought it might just be solid brick straight through into the house. Mm. So he ended up ringing his boss. That took 10 minutes. Came back, he says, boss says it looks fine. Keep going. He literally turned the drill back on for two seconds and he got through the rest of the brick. <laughs> so he had not to make the phone call Wasted at all. ten minutes, was it? It just needed one more pump on the Devault and he would have been Give there. it another pump, man. Go on, man. One more pump. He said, I can't, man, the, the tip's fucking red. Look at it. I've already fucked two bits and we'll be invoicing it for you for that. Well, it was a free it was a free estimate, so it didn't cost oh, me a penny, it was just free it's entertainment. Cost, cost them quite a lot. So what happened yeah. when he got through the brick? What did he discover? Got through. Then he got a, a stick, which had a couple of lights on the end and a mini camera, which was oh, wirelessly connected to a screen that he had. Hell, so he's then X-raying the inside of the cavity. I just in get the wall. camera stick. And I got to have a look at it. He says, hey, have a look at that. I says, oh, I will. What was in I the cavity? That. That's where ghosts live and mice. That's where ghosts and mice live. And also, it turns out, cavity insulation's in there as well. Oh, it is insulated. <laughs> it is in there. I've got so some. So who the fuck did your survey fuck sake? Well, he just asked the a, people a who liar. lived here before and went, have you got wall insulation? He went, no, I don't no, think I so. I don't think so, no. <laughs> he says, I'll put it down as a northern. <laughs> These fucking surveyors, they so, just turn up and have a quick fucking poke about and then fill in their forms. Uh, all right, so well, that's says, a shame. What's going on in it, your loft? Maybe the, you should be looking up there next. Well, the loft's converted, isn't it? The loft's a, a room right. of itself, oh, so okay. I can't get any in there. So, um, yeah, uh, he, he says that the, the insulation's in there. It's not the best quality. It's been there a long time, but it's fuck all we can do, basically. Double, double glazing? Got double glazing, I suppose. Got that. 
Got that, yeah. Not much I'm gonna I'm gonna go around looking for drafts, I think, and and with some filler. See if I find any well, when, drafts. You remember when I had um the Romanian mouse man round a couple of Christmases yeah. ago now, wasn't it? Yeah. Um the good thing about when you have a mouse man round, he basically what he really does is he identifies every potential draft in the house. Because yeah. any potential draft is also a potential mouse entrance. Entry and exit. Yeah. yeah. And so he went round and sprayed foam into every tiny gap that, that you could mm. find. So we know uh, where... And, and so, really, it's blocked for mice and for wind. And for drafts. So yeah. The house feels warmer, does it? It's not too bad. The Vita Modular's the cold bit. Okay. Oh, talking of mice, though, you know, like, we've been observing muscle fortnight here on Top Flight Time Machine. Yeah. Someone tweeted it's me. It's an end now, isn't it? Yeah, but let me just tell you one last bit of great muscle content that someone sent me, right? Please do. The word muscles derives from the ancient Latin, right? Meaning mouse, right? Uh, Right. Sorry, mice. And it's because the first, first ancient fucking anatomists, (laughs) right, thought that muscles looked like little mice that were under the skin. <laughs> so muscles literally means mice. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? Body mice. Body mice. Look at my wow. body, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Look at my body mice. <laughs> I have a squeak, whole family squeak. of big fat mice living under my arm skin. Look at the. <laughs> see how they run. <laughs> Three blind mice. Look. I have six of the bastards in my stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Six tuplets. Mice under your fucking skin. Uh, Fucking hell. I like that. Jalapeño. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. I like derivations of words, mate. I know it sounds a bit yeah. Lampardy, but I think maybe it's because we're getting older. It's the sort of thing that fascinates us more. So this morning, I said, I wonder, my son said something like, why do they call a kip a kip? And I said, that's mm. interesting. I'll Google it and look it up. Yeah. And he went, nerd. And I went, what's an idea about that? He went, well, look, the question. looking up words. I was like, fuck's sake, mate. That's not nerdy. That's interesting. If you want to know, it derives from a Dutch term, right? Kip, spelt something like, you know, key, K-E-I-J-P, what would it be in Dutch, right? 
was right. a leather satchel that you used to put your personal effects in when you were going out on the road oh, for a right, while, yeah. right? So that meant that you were on the kip, which meant you were going out and you weren't staying home and you were taking everything in your kip, right? And Mm. then when you went to bed at night, whether that was in a hostel or out in the wild on the road, you laid out your kip first, right, with all your stuff and then stuck your head on the kip. So that is where it comes from. The word kip means leather satchel and the word muscles mean body mice. Body mice. Is this... (coughs) Are we turning into QI now? Oh, you're right, yeah. Sorry about it. It was <laughs> just fine. an age thing. When we started this That's podcast, fine. this was the sort of shit that I was like vehemently against because you know that I've railed before against facts mm. and how facts are for cunts. But look at this. <laughs> These are facts that I'm fucking espousing right here on our podcast. Yeah, you've turned into a fat cunt. Yeah, a fat, <laughs> fat cunt as well. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> Uh, I'll just read this sentence out to see what you think of this sentence in 1990 we were at the Theatre Royal in Newcastle where we topped the bill in Aladdin with Anita Dobson and Bernard Breslau hey Breslau (laughs) what year was this what year was this 1990 fucking hell Breslau's still going strong in 1990 must have been late period Breslau Breslau's a good subject for a deep dive show amazing yeah I've seen a great thing. Page. We've both seen a clip of Bernard Breslau on Sooty and Sweep, haven't we? Do you remember we that? We have, singing about, it's about feet or something. Yeah, that's worth yeah, a deep dive. Yeah, that's really good, that. Well, by the girls, yeah. Sid, um, I think that Breslau, I've seen Anita Dobson in Panto, by the way, at Wimbledon Theatre. Yeah, she played. Yeah. It was absolute shit, Panto. I hated it, and oh, I've never man. been to another Panto again. I don't. And they're not for me, but she was good. You know, it was nice to see her. That she was the draw, really. Mm. You know, when I heard she was performing locally, I thought, well, it's worth, yeah, worth laying out a few quid to see that. Not often Anita Dobson comes to your local area. But um, Breslau died in '93. Mm. How old do you think he was when he died? Well, I'm gonna guess he was much younger than we would imagine. Because obviously he was very much of that era where everyone looked in their 60s. Up, like, basically, from the moment you turned 12, you looked like you were 60 years old. Uh, so I, I'm well, going to guess... Well, let's, let's ca- uh, carry on camping. He died 24 years after carry on okay. camping was made. So let's say in carry on camping, he does look a, at least 40. And you're saying he, it was 24 years later? Yeah. Okay, 65. It was 59. He died at 59? Yeah. So how old was he in Carry On Camping? Minus 24, 35. Fucking hell. (laughs) Fucking hell. What were people eating in those days? I don't know. How old was Sid James? Well, that's the thing. Sid James was about 100 in that film. (laughs) Like, you can never Sid understand why, why they're chasing such young women. Sid James looked 100 all the time. Yeah. When did he say it was nine years before? Sid James was 53 in Carry On Camping. Oh, okay. So he was a lot older than Bernie. Yeah, a lot older than, than Bernard. Yeah, because uh, you always think, yeah. why, even when you're a kid, you're like, why are these old men 
flagrant who have come on holiday with their girlfriends, right? Yeah. Flagrantly like chasing really young women. That's what this film's about. Two old men go camping with their girlfriends but spend the entire week trying to get off with younger women on the campsite. That's that Where is the plot summary it? of Carry On Camping. Where, where are they going to get off with them and what will their girlfriends know about this? How have they even got girlfriends in the first place? I can't believe how they convinced their girlfriends because the opening fucking scene, he takes <clears> them to see a, uh, a mucky movie. He takes them to the flicks, to the pictures, as they call fucking it. Hell. Right? And he goes, <sighs> come on, we're going to see a film. And he tricks them into thinking it's a normal film. And then once they're in there, right, it turns out mm. to be a fucking porno. And they're quite That's understandably, like, James Simmons is like, what the fuck is this? Why have you taken me to see a dirty film? And he's just laughing his head off about it, thinks it's a really funny prank. <laughs> and the next thing, they've agreed to fucking go on a camping holiday. I would have thought that would be a red flag, and you'd straight away be thinking, fuck this. Jesus. Yeah, but they still, yeah, they persist, don't they? God. Um... So, uh, yeah, we're at this bit, the stalking chapter. It's pretty grim, actually. So the the, the Theatre Royal in Newcastle in 1990, a pantomime, and a woman comes to the um, the stage door, uh, and the, Anita's there with her, and they thought she was a child waiting on her own for an autograph. Uh, Jeanette says, I spoke to her and realised it was a small woman in her 20s. So it's small woman meets small woman. Mm, strange. Uh, at the stage door. She seemed infatuated with us and asked where Ian had gone. Uh, he'd gone to the pub. Um, she said she didn't have anywhere to stay and started shaking and crying and working herself into a pretty distressed state. Uh, she'd asked the, do- the stage doorman where we lived, but he wouldn't tell her, and that's when she got upset. So uh, Jeanette took her to the police station. Uh, and her parents were in Derby. They came and collected her the next day. But then the next year, Panto again, Wolverhampton. She turned up again outside the stage door every night. Uh, they got in touch with her mother again. And Jeanette would phone the mother every time the daughter turned up outside the stage door. Uh, one time she was found walking along the motorway by the police. And... Um, she was interested in how Jeanette, being small like herself, had managed to marry Ian. Um, so maybe she was looking for marital tips from another small woman. I'm not sure. <laughs> Blackpool that, that summer, outside the stage door for two weeks, asked if she could come in the dressing room. They said no. And then she started writing disturbing letters saying that she was in love with Ian, that she was going to kill Jeanette. Oh, dear. That's how these things escalate, isn't it? Uh, the daughter had a fixation on them since the, she was very young. They were their, the, the parents were at their wit's end. They promised they would take her to a doctor. So that's something they obviously hadn't done at that point. Oh, it's actually horrible um, stories like this in a way, isn't it? Because it's like you feel sorry for them as the victims, but you also think... You, you have to feel a small amount of sympathy, really, for the for the perpetrator, yeah. because you think, what well, the, you know, they need, they just need help. They need a bit of love and kindness, you know. But they're not going to get it. They're probably just going to be banged up eventually. And then, and then featured in the chapter of an autobiography entitled "Look Who's Stalking." Yeah, which is subsequently picked apart by a couple of fucking dopes on a football podcast years later. 
My mum got stalked like years ago. They lived in oh flats my with my, when she was still with my dad, and someone kept coming and writing in a green pen explicit things about my mum on the door of their flat. Right? Oh my god! And they'd, and my dad was like, "We'll catch them at it." But like, it was a mate. It was mysterious. Like they never caught them, and it was like in a block of flats. And um, one time, my mum said she was in the flats alone, and she'd heard something. She went out. There was no one there, so she went downstairs to knock for a neighbour and say, "Look, can you come up? Because I think that person's there." Because they kept scrubbing off the green graffiti, you know. And uh, my mum was—it's like something from a thriller when my mum told me the story. She was only downstairs for five minutes. When they came back upstairs again, she came back up with the neighbour. The whole door had been covered once again with explicit graffiti and green pen, but there was no one to be seen. Shit. That's amazing, isn't it? That's almost like Ghost Queen stuff, but obviously the Queen was still alive then. Yeah, so we can't point the finger at her. I suppose it might have been Lord Mountbatten after he got blown up by the Irish, by the IRA. That could have been it. Definitely some kind of... um, Definitely a royal spirit. Royal thing, yeah. Did you see that tweet that was doing the rounds recently? Um, it was, I think it was like a Facebook post that somebody had put up. Apologies if this post is not allowed, but I'm wanting to get to the bottom of this as I'm, I am at my wits end. Whoa. I live in Range Court Flats in Boothtown, and for the past three weeks, someone is still opening my letterbox flap in the middle of the night and shouting, Porridge! <laughs> Sometimes it's, Porridge time, Papa Bear! <laughs> <laughs> or, or once it was eat it before it goes cold, Papa. <laughs> and then he says, "This bit said in a whisper, it's my special porridge." Ah. <laughs> he says, "Before you ask, no porridge had been left at any times. This is clearly an unwelcome visitor, and I would like it to stop ASAP. If this is you, like... grow up." <laughs> Oh my god. I'll just give you the end of this stalking story because it does have a kind of a um, satisfactory ending. Uh, She'd been in therapy and she came back to tell them that at Scarborough. Uh, So it it continued on. Um, She threatened to kill Jeanette. Um, They called the police. A doctor came, certified the girl on the spot. And Ian says, it's sad that it had to end like that, but she left us with little choice. Sometimes someone like that begins to cast a shadow over your life, and if you're not careful, they can end up taking over. And here's the epilogue. The last thing we ever heard from her was a letter she sent to us saying that she'd never bother us again, as she'd once talked to Ken Dodd in Blackpool and was going to follow him from now on instead. (laughs) Thank God. Thank God. Let's Doddy deal with it. We thought, good luck, Ken. (laughs) <laughs> I wonder if they got in contact with Ken. Oh, but you can imagine our hearts were in our mouths when we read in May 2003 how Ken Dodd and his girlfriend had been subjected to years of threatening behaviour from one of Ken's obsessed fans. The court case said this girl thought Ken's girlfriend was standing in the way of a relationship with him. It had all the hallmarks of my stalker, says Jeanette. Incredibly, it turned out to be a different girl. Oh, fucking hell. I mean, everyone stalks everyone. I asked you earlier, have you have you ever been stalked? And the truth is, mm. is that everyone now stalks everyone. Everyone because, has. Uh, and, it, and, you know, social media allows it for it, doesn't it? Yeah. And everyone's like, 
looking. I mean, when we talk about zoom in wankers, that's basically mm. a form of stalking, isn't it? I mean, you've got a yeah, you, 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 you've got a stalker mindset if you if you see a photo that someone's yeah. put up there for one obvious reason, but you try to look yeah. into it in greater detail and comment on it. Um, yeah. But I I told you before about how someone when when my wife was pregnant with our first child. And I had an office in Soho at the time, right? I was like renting a desk of, in someone else's sort of office, basically. And uh, I, I announced to some somewhere or other that, that or, or I made it, you know, it was it was known that like, you know I was going to be a dad. I think I'd written a column about it or something. And uh, someone got in touch. I didn't know who she was, and said, "I make children's." things and i would love to send you some now that you're going to be a dad and i thought you know this is a early day of the influencer economy i thought i i i'm gonna get a few free bits and bobs here free from stuff. some sort of like artisan creator and i was like yeah no problem so i gave my office address always better thing to do than your home address right i went to my office like a few days later and the woman who worked on reception she went oh my god a right weirdo came by like yesterday. She came in and she asked if you were around and she was acting all weird and and we said you weren't and she wanted to wait and we said you wouldn't be in at all that day. So in the end she went and she left this for you, right? And I was like, oh, don't worry about that. She weren't weird. But I didn't realise she was going to turn up herself. Obviously, you think it's going to be sent in the post. Mm. Mate, this is what she'd left, right? It was a second-hand, really grabby old teddy bear right but the uh, the eyes had fallen off and she had just sewn on a couple of mismatched buttons for the eyes and she had just left that without a bag or a note or anything and it i'll be honest mate it looked like a threat fucking your eyes are next basically yeah enjoy Uh, your eyes while you can dickhead because you're not going to have them for much longer you'll have buttons instead stitched up yeah Make sure you fucking Fuck. look at all your favourite things over the next few days, yeah. like tits mainly, because Put after them in that, your memory bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you're not going to be seeing out. anything. It was weird though, mate. Imagine that. It, and when I say grubby, I mean no. actual grub, like you could see it, like black grub <clears throat> and buttons mm. for eyes that was clearly freshly sewn on. But nothing else since. No, no, nothing. No, That's I think good. I got a follow-up message saying, "Did you get the gift?" And I just. Didn't respond Gift, to that. Gifted inverted commas. <laughs> did you get it? Did you like it? Did you get the? Did you get the item? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like that? You put that uh, in baby's nursery. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I don't want to. <laughs> I love my baby. It scared me, and it will scare my baby too. Please, no longer contact me. <laughs> oh god ah, uh, so yeah so basically if you ever think to stalk any of us we don't want to be stalked please <laughs> oh, don't, don't do it I'm, I'm scared just talking about this now there's bound to be some fucking oh, nutters oh god All let's right. just well, make uh, a deal I... let's make a deal you don't stalk us and we won't stalk you and none of us are going <laughs> to stalk each other because we wouldn't want it to get find... nasty would we I think you'll find stalking works both ways if you wanted to. (laughs) All right, I think that's enough from the crankies now. Yeah, fuck the crankies. We're going to get a new thing to deep dive next week. Yeah, let's find something else to talk about. 
Yeah. Right, thanks for listening. Find something else to uh, not talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.